DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Pierre Davis, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man, how you doing today, bro? Man, I'm good, dude. So, you're with Euphoria Eats. You have this amazing product that I've tasted. It's got some CBD, some some cannabis, some hemp, all yeah, going on. It's with some hot sauce and barbecue sauce, man. Oh yeah, man. It's I mean it's um, a dream come true actually because it all started out as a as a quote unquote pipe dream. You know, we was in college, man. How 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 are we gonna make our first million dollars? How are we gonna do this? We didn't have no idea how we yeah. gonna do anything. And so my buddy was like, man, after the after the cannabis market is open, let's go into that. I'm like, well, how? You know, you don't know all the different like, nuances and the different lanes in which you have in the cannabis community or how you're going to get into it. So it just kind of happened organically, man. I had a, um, a buddy of mine, his niece has epilepsy. So I didn't know nothing about a CBD oil, hip oil, none of that kind of stuff. He's like, man, look, how can I get her to take this without having the, 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 all, the all, all the yuckiness and all the, the, the bitterness and everything? I said, well, man, you know, I'm catering, so I have some extra sauce. How about I mix some of this stuff up and see how it's going to go? That's honestly how we got started. Like, that's exactly how we got started. So he, I sent him uh, 36 bottles in mason jars out to Sacramento, California. Didn't have a clue what was going to happen. <laughs> so he goes out to the show. He said, man, you're going to be mad at me. I said, well, for what? Well, I mean, you know, did they break? If so, I can send you some more. He's like, no, man, I sold them. I said, sold them? I didn't send them to you to sell them for your damn niece, you know? And so anywho. And long story short, I fly up to California, me and my partner. We go all the way out to California. I'm like, dude, we can really do something out here. We can make some money. Let's just see how it's going to go. It could just be just a fun trip to go back home with all of our goodies and stuff yeah. and just have at it. So we get out there. We have a line of people, bro. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life because these aren't your everyday recreational users. These are people who need this stuff mm-hmm. to get through everyday life. You know, the cancer patients, the the terminally ill people, the can—I mean, the HIV people, and everything else—you yeah. know—they really need this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And it's helping them because the opioids are blocking their valves, and they cannot go to the bathroom and function how we are now, you know. Because if you're all high and doped up, you don't really have any 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 cognitive ability to do nothing other than, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel good. But with this stuff here, you actually can function, and nobody ever know because it's a condiment. Yeah, man, that's it's crazy too because you created something. And- not only that, but it's it's you made it to where anyone can consume it, right? Yes, yes, I yes. I mean, anyone that enjoys these type of condiments on something, you know, I mean, I mean, I eat hot sauce on everything. <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing about it is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. These right. Are, these are our first three of thirteen. Right. We have everything you can think of: spicy ketchup, honey mustard, blue cheese, ranch, Thousand Island, blah blah blah. We also have a dry season, kind of like uh, Tony Satcher's in a sense, but with our own little flavor to it. Okay. And we have two TV dinners that'll be out next year. Really? Yeah, man. man that's crazy. That'll be awesome. Infused, infused with CBD. Like, who who would ever think you can infuse mm. uh, um, a microwavable dinner, let's just say red beans and rice. Yeah. Put that in the microwave, you're going to get your daily dose of your CBD. Yeah. Just by eating it. it and you can't taste nothing. That dude, it, it's so crazy, like, being, in, being involved with this industry now. And, like, I've been using CBD now for about year and a half also use cannabis on occasion recreationally you know yeah, man. Yeah. you know not like no nah, i'm not blazing up every day or anything just be honest but um the cbd thing i'm using a lot and i have been using a lot for um you know anti-inflammatory purposes yes you know helping me sleep better at night that's where i really initially got it from because i was getting to where i wasn't sleeping good at night and i, I wasn't getting like i was stressing my body all day long i was working 
working out twice a day, right. working 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. then couldn't sleep good. My yeah. sleep was shit. So um, I started trying CBD, and, man, best sleep I ever had, and I don't have, like, the grogginess, too. And but, it helps you recover, too. After exactly. a good workout. Exactly. Wow. And, and it's helping all these people. Like you said, that's amazing that this started out with, you know, for that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because all the studies that shown that, you know, using cannabis to treat epilepsy mm-hmm. and chronic uh, chronic pain and all these things, yeah. it's just it's in, in, in getting people off opioids. Yes, that's the main thing because yeah. I think about back in the early 90s, early 2000s, if you had a cut on your arm, they give you what? Pills. Yeah. Oh, here's some, here's a, a 10 milligrams, a Percocet. Here's 80 of them. Yeah. Like, what? I only got a scratch on my arm. But so they don't know that they're addicting people to mm-hmm. this stuff. So you become dependent on having this feeling every day, all day. And when you don't have a feeling, you have withdrawals. Yep. Uh, well, with cannabis and with, with the hemp and with especially how CBD, that there's no hook. You never get hooked. You never overdose from it. It's just a beautiful thing. And I'm happy that God, he put this on, on my shoulders and said, here's the idea. Like out of all the other ideas and fail had like business adventures I've had, yeah, this one has actually stuck to the wall. So, I know how that goes, man. Well, tell me, well, let's get let's get into the dirt about you, man. So come on, man. Where are you from? How'd you come up? Before you got into this, let's hear about it, man. A very humble beginnings. I grew up in uh, Houston, Texas, okay. in Fifth Ward, one of the roughest neighborhoods in the inner city. Um, I grew up, I raised myself. Uh, I mean, let's be honest with you, because you know you don't have a lot of oversight when your parents are trying to make ends meet. So yeah. you just you and your older brother and your cousin, you don't know what to do. So I come up in Houston, Texas, um, had a lot of fun there, but I had to get out because you can get swallowed and chewed up and spit out. So I just happen to be happen to be good at sports. So I got good at sports. I moved to Louisiana when I was about 15, 16-ish, and I, I went to college at Louisiana Tech. So from there, I got my master's degree. And I had to go and find myself because I too was hooked on opioids. Okay. So what were you taking the time? Uh, if you don't man. mind sharing. No, 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 no. When I got out of the military, um, I had a lot of ailments. You know, PTSD, anxiety disorders, okay. and other ailments that I had with my knee, my shoulder, everything else. So I was hooked, and I didn't know it, man. And the reason I knew that I was hooked because when I didn't have it, I hated the world. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go nowhere without. I didn't know what it was. I just was mad, angry, upset. So, I went out of town or something like that happened, and I just didn't have them for like a month. And I said, man, I don't want more of that because it made me itch. It made me groggy. It made mm-hmm. me angry. It made me want to be confrontational, you know. And PTSD, you're very confrontational. So, the two really don't add up together. But a lot of people add them up together, and they, and, and they live everyday life. So, from there, it was just like, okay, have to do something a little bit better. So I discovered cannabis, and I'm like, well, I don't want to smoke. You know, I'm just because as, a, as an athlete, they say don't smoke right. drugs. Did this, you know the egg and the hot hot frying pan? Yeah, like that kind of thing comes up in my Well, not only that. that too. If you, you say like you're growing up in the inner city, you've seen how that may have been oh, attributed yeah. to other you know crack. crime and stuff like that. You know, Everybody. crack and everything. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, and things of that nature. So I just never want to be a dopehead, quote unquote. Right. You know, I wanted to just try to do the right thing and get the hell out of there and make something of myself. Mm-hmm. So, but that came, you know, our maturity and actually having an open mind to cannabis mm-hmm. because here in the South, we have a stigma. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Right. But yet I can give you a prescription one and grandma has it's hers. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. Papa has his. Mm-hmm. Everybody has everything. But don't do this one right here. This one is bad. But it's yeah. actually all natural. You it's the only put, one that comes from the damn earth. You put water on it and it grows. <laughs> it's not in the damn lab. It's yeah. not anywhere else. And so, anywho, it just was. Um, it was just a, a rude awakening to 
what's best for me? You know, so I consume I CBD and hemp. You know, I, I don't do nothing else because I can't. Yeah, it is. It's not the fact that I don't want to. It's just the fact that, hey, I, I, I don't want to be high. Right. You know, I just want the full benefits of, of, of the cannabis plant as a whole, mm-hmm. and, and so that helps me out a whole lot. So I can't say nothing about the next person, but that's what does it for me. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why I just said I got to go with this. I got to go for full money with this. I got to go all the way, and I have to make something out of this because this is it's going to help so many people. Well, that's interesting too, because you, you said you were you had you were catering, you barbecuing mm-hmm. stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that too. I, lo- I love doing yeah. it. I don't do it as a business. I just do it because I enjoy doing it. Right. Um, but what made you like decide to provide your friend with this and mix it in? Like, what what knowledge did you have? What information did you you know? You Honestly, I was ignorant, bro. I didn't have no knowledge of what the hell I was putting in there. Okay. He was like, man, my niece just has this problem. She has epilepsy. She has other mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And the doctors were giving her just the oil okay. in a pill form, you know. Okay. And so I said, well, can you get it to me? He's like, in a jar and let me play with it. Okay. So I remember I was doing a, um, I had just did the gentleman's cook-off here in Shreveport and I actually won the competition. Okay. And um, I had a lot of extra sauce. I had like a, a five-gallon bucket of it. I said, well, let me go play with it in the kitchen. Play with it. I got all the nuttiness out of it, all the bitterness out of it. And kind of just happened, bro. It just blossomed. And so I Googled. I said, I wonder if anybody else doing this. So I Google search. said, nobody's done this? Er, like, that was like, you know, because everybody in, in the cannabis industry, they're thinking about the dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the kind of guy that if I see a penny on the ground, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. So I don't care nothing about the dollars. If I get all these pennies, they're going to equate to dollars. Of course. Yeah. And so, and, and that was just kind of was the stigma of it. And that's how we just roll with it, man. And now it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, it, this industry is taking off. We were talking about it briefly here before we started. <clears throat> How I met you was this first Cajun Cannabis Conference we've ever had here yes. in North Louisiana, and for the first for the state, which yes. is just an honor to be a part of. And yes. thank you guys for, for spearheading that thing. Yes. Um, thanks to you and Catherine Thomas and who, everyone else who was involved in that thing. It's, just been, right. it's been amazing to be a part of this, right. you know, just from the outside looking in. Um, Everything that's happening with this industry, not just here in the state, because, you know, we're just now, I believe, about to approve flour for medical. And right. we're inching towards, you know, the gate there to open everything up for all uses, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, just decriminalize it down to, you know, basically a, a lot less than what it has been for the right. past 100 years here. Um, but being a part of it and, like, not just here, but on a whole, like, what is happening and, like, you, you have a product that... That you, I'm, I'm. What's the distribution laws here? You can get it out everywhere. I mean, how does that work? No, in fact, I cannot operate out of the state of Louisiana. You can't operate, but people can still purchase it and be online. Sh- okay, okay, yes, okay. Which is crazy, right? So I have to have an office in Arkansas. I have an office in Texas, right? Right. So I, each one of these offices, I go, I make my sauce, and I ship it out. Perfectly legal there. Okay. Okay. I just happen to live here, so I have to go right. and, and, and commute an hour and a half just to go make a batch. And send the batch <laughs> yeah. off to all, all my loyal customers and things of that nature. So it's really, it's kind of like we're just behind the eight ball slightly. Yeah. But we're going to get there eventually. Mm-hmm. But it hurts because I pay my taxes here. Right. I lay my head here. And my family's here. So why can't I have my business here? So imagine all those tax dollars coming into Shreveport. You know, our roads aren't the best. Yeah. Highways aren't the best. Infrastructure is not the best. How do you fix those? Through, ta- through taxation in yeah. some sense. So... It's just my whole thing about it. I'm like, I know I can help my local economy. Mm-hmm. I know I can do good good things for the state. I know I can do good things for the city. 
just a, a, a bright spot, actually, you know, and not all the black eyes, but actually a bright spot. So I'm just hoping that it, they will finally come around and let me in, in the door and, and, uh, and see what, what Euphoria East has to, offer, has to offer. Yeah, it's it's exciting, too. So this is just basically integrating CBD, right? Yes. Okay. I have a, So I have three different versions. I have okay. a hemp version, have a CBD version, and I have a THC version. Can you and tell I me the have a, difference between each one of them? Okay, yeah, yeah. So hemp. Yeah, it was just like the basic. Nothing's in there. No mm-hmm. CBD. No nothing. Mm-hmm. Because in CBD you have to have 0.03 percent or less of THC. That would means it's CBD. Okay. okay. Anything over that is considered THC. So with hemp has no CBD in it whatsoever. So you have the hemp version, which is nothing. You're gonna get all the good, all the good uh, um, benefits and properties of the cannabis plant in terms of inflammation and things of that nature. Okay. And in CBD, you get a little bit more of that with a little hint of THC, but not mm-hmm. enough to get to make your head like piss hot. Right. Okay. Right. But then with the one that has the THC in it, that's where it gets a little hairy. Because as we all know, we've all had a bad high experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to have too much, bro. Because when you have too much, it's like, oh, my God, I don't yeah. want that again. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you over the toilet in college hollering Earl. Yeah. God, I never drink again. We just get out of this one, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of of the same thing, but I can only sell the ones that are legal within the states. Right. Like in D.C., I can go up there and make a batch and sell it within D.C. Because okay. it's legal with THC there. I can't do that in Louisiana. I'd be un- underneath the jail, man. Yeah. And I'm not trying to go there. It's <laughs> not So, and, and that's why I, I go outside here. I go to Arkansas and I go to Texas and I make my hemp and my CBD versions. And so, when I fly other places, I make the, their versions in which that they want. And I just go from there. Okay. Well, um, what's what have you seen most effective out of each batch? I'm sure each one, like you just said, each one has its benefits. Mm-hmm. But I guess what's your most popular product across the board right now? Oh, For man. someone who, okay, well, answer me this because okay. some people may, like, I have a broad range of listeners from all over the United States right. and, and abroad from there. Right. Some people may be experienced with, you know, THC. Mm-hmm. They may be experienced with CBD. Some people may have no clue what to do. So if you're someone who's wanting to consume something for any of its benefits and properties, what would be your suggestion to start with? I would say go with the CBD route. Okay. And the reason I say that because it, it can't hurt you. You can't overdose. And it's only going to give you that uh, that feeling of, let's say, ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a headache, you go, I pop ibuprofen, hour later, you feel great, you feel fine. Mm-hmm. That's what CBD does. It doesn't give you a high. It just helps whatever you have going on. If you need to go to sleep, try CBD. It'll put you to sleep. It'll ease your mind. It will calm you down. You have inflammation after a hard workout or hard days at work or whatever. It's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Now, with the hemp version, it's the same thing, but just not as much as okay. the, as it is in, in CBD. Okay. So, I mean, I will start with the CBD version, but you have to get hairy there because you have hemp, you have CBD, and they both can be interchangeable. Okay. Depending on the state. So just know, do your homework on it first. Okay. And know which one that you want, but go with the CBD one first. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I think CBD pretty much at this point, I don't know the legalities of it like you do probably, but it's Mm -hmm. pretty much accepted almost everywhere at this point now. Yes, I can go and buy a gummy up the street, but I can't go buy my product. It's ridiculous. What's up with that? Well, let me explain this right here to you. So I can eat a gummy, right? You have to eat it, right? Yeah. What do you do with a condiment? You eat it, right? What's the difference? No clue. You tell me. There's there's no difference. <laughs> there's exactly no difference. But you can go and sell a gummy or a drop all day long. But I cannot sell a condiment. And this is bullshit politics, man. Yeah, you already know it, brother. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't I don't argue with logic 
obey them and I do what I can to, to properly get around them the legal way. So, I mean, it's, it's no big deal. I just go outside of the state. I do my business. I come back home here. I, mm-hmm. I go to sleep. I wake back up again and I fly back out. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, but it's honest. Hey, no, I mean, and eventually it's going to pay off. You know, oh, yeah, things yeah, are yeah. coming around. Yes, sir. Well, uh, back to we were talking about um, PTSD and mm-hmm. opioid addiction and what, you know, hemp and tea. Uh, and CBD's done for you, and mm-hmm. what uh, other people's experience with the cannabis using it, however they may, however dose they do it. Mm-hmm. I've heard and seen a lot where so many people, and it's Veterans Day today, so what? Yeah, what a great honor to have a veteran in the house right now. But Thank so God. many people who have served deal with this PTSD mm-hmm. issue, and they're prescribed opioids, right? And they get addicted to them, mm-hmm. um, or you know, be maybe even paired with sometimes extreme alcoholism. You know, so what have you seen, You uh, maybe any patients or anything you've looked at, you know, with treating these people with THC mm-hmm. versus opioids? Uh, aside from, I mean, of course, you, your experience, too. Right, right, right. Well, see, the um, with my experience, I can't, I cannot lie to you, bro. Cannabis saved my life. Yeah. Um, opioids, I wasn't able to function. I could not tell you what I did within those years. I cannot r- write it down because I don't know. I was just in, in a fog, in a mm-hmm. great fog. And I, I know I wasn't the best person at, at all. So I had to get myself out of there to see and do a self-reflection, right? Mm-hmm. So after you go, and you, and I went to go and self-reflect, I said, well, actually, cannabis is not so bad. You know, I actually can function. I can do everything else. I have all my cognitive like, senses uh, about myself. And I'm not just an angry, mean person. I'm actually somebody you can come up and talk to yeah. other than get the hell out of my face. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think in, in, in terms of the veterans, how it could help them is it's simple. You start them out with a small dosage and you ease them up and see how, how they're doing. How's, how, how's your home life? Mm-hmm. Have you had any, any arguments? Are you having outbursts? Are, are you having the nightmares? Are you hearing the voices? Are you seeing things? You know, it's things that people don't understand mm-hmm. that PTSD does to one. And those things could be deadly, man, and detrimental, you know. So if you just ease them on, if you ease them on to THC, I know for a fact you'll have less opioid dependency all the way around the board. And you have some veterans who are very messed up, man. Like, yeah. Like, after we get home, we're never the same. Yeah. I mean, like, not, not, we're, what we're you have to deal with, you know, not, not to go into, you know, specifics, right. but when were you, what, what, where did you serve? And Iraq, Intercrit, uh, Iraq, uh, Army, 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 okay. 09, 2010. Okay. Uh, is actually uh, Saddam's hometown, so it was okay. very eventful there. Yeah. Uh, it was very um, eyebrows raising because you're just expecting incoming at any moment. Mm-hmm. Because when your base is next door to this big village, but all these people that are looking at you every day, you're like, man, you get anxious, mm-hmm. you get nervous, you get scared. But the American way is to what face adversity head yeah. on. Yeah. That's what we do, and that's what we did. But we have to come back home. We have to kind of declutter, yeah, get all re- that out of readjust. here, right? And and reconfigure to everyday life in the U.S. versus mm-hmm. me being overseas. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to die for my country. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so and and with veterans who are you know close to your age, but not only that, think about all the veterans that are you know in their seventies and eighties yeah, that serve, yes. you know, and that have been dealing with PTSD and being mis. Uh, prescribed, you know, and, and, and being dependent on, misdiagnosed yes. and yes. and being dependent and then, you know, extreme alcoholism and, you know, rough home lives, not being able to find jobs because these issues, like, we could have been treating this thing a long time ago with, you know, with the cannabis and you know, yes. versus these, you know, lab-created drugs. Yeah, well, see, 
I chalk that up to ignorance, you know. A lot of us, we are very ignorant. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is because a lot of people say that we're ignorant, think something bad. No, it just means I simply don't know. Yeah. A lot of veterans don't know what the benefits are within this plant that you're just putting water on. Yeah. And it's like if you just open them up and educate them, kind of how I would educate you out to whomever is on onto this kind of stuff on the vaccine, you know. Either way that you've been, I don't care. That's yeah. up to you. But if you chose to do that and you want to go and do your homework on it, you see the benefits of it right, right. Uh, versus me not saying, oh, I don't care nothing about it. Right. So it's the same thing. You have to educate them and say, hey, this is what it's going to do to you. This is how it's going to help I make you feel. Mm-hmm. You won't hurt as much. You won't be as tired all day. You actually want to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that, you know, we don't talk about enough. And we've been, we haven't been educated because it's something, and I've had this conversation with multiple people, and I, and I just continue to bring it up because I have to talk about it. Right. It's we've been taught so long that this is a horrible thing. Yes. But it was okay to put these addictive drugs, like, look, Oxycontin, for, for example. Like, oh, my God, like that epidemic. I'm watching that series now, um, a new series on, on Hulu. I didn't even yes. know how hard it was hitting because at that time I was younger. But, you know, it, we've seen so many people affected by these things. Um, and it was all big pharma. You know, it was all political. It was all pushing this stuff through the system. It's money. And, yeah, of course. But all the while, we've had this product around for hundreds of years and went and tried to go into production for hemp in the early 1900s. And then some billionaire come, or millionaire at the time come in and decided to use cotton instead. You know, It's smart. Thing. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's smart because if you own, let's just say, a cotton farm, yeah. a plantation at that time, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it, it's just like you're having a lobbyist now. Yeah. I pay you to go and talk to this state representative mm-hmm. uh, or, or this senator to vote a certain way because when you vote that way it's going to benefit me and, and mine right instead of me saying hey let's do what's best for society everybody's what kind of selfish right mm-hmm. so they're going to th- they're going to really think about themselves and not about the whole what's better for humanity versus what's better for my back pocket you know and you, and you really can't get mad at them well you kind of can <laughs> but it's just like you know at, at what point does a man stop providing for his family and starts to think about the overall health of everybody right you know so I guess that's just well in, the, in a nutshell no that you, you raise a good point in a nutshell at the bottom level you don't see it trickle mm-hmm. down right you know and as you as the broad you know perspective comes in the, the people at top they do you know so it's just one of those things where if you're in the if you're in the nuts and bolts of it you're not going to realize this is just an industry I'm just doing my work right. but if you're over here at the top of it and you're seeing okay this is harmful to people but it's making us so much money what do we do right uh, okay so bam I have a, a great analogy for yeah. you right we know that fossil fuels are causing global warming whoever yeah. however you look at yeah. it it's doing some kind of yeah. way effective. It's not good for those on. <laughs> right. But we have alternative ways mm-hmm. to power these yeah. plants and yeah. power these trucks and mm-hmm. do everything else. But, but we still choose not to, right? Because there's so much money tied and that, invested that in these others. It's the same thing yeah. over yeah. again. Same thing. It's the same wheel. Yeah. But just with a, a different industry. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, man, like, who would, who, who would be that selfish? Yeah. You know? And, 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 and not to poke fun at anybody or not to... Um, berate anybody but you have to think about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. like what's good for us all versus what's good for me yeah i have a billion dollars why why do i need any more money i'm set for life my family is my grandkids are everybody's good right but they want more yeah, they want more 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 and yeah. they want your money and they want my money and they want to keep us poor yeah but, but i'm not going to sit here and beat a dead horse 
because the object of it is now is to overcome all of this, yeah. be more educated about what you put into your body versus what they're just saying, eat this. No, read it. What's in it? How is it going to affect my body? How is it going to affect my liver, my heart, everything else? I mean, it's simple. Read. We have the ability to read. Open up that book. Read it. And the studies have been done. The studies have been done on the the, the, um, the plant, mm-hmm. the CBD, the hemp, you know, the cannabis, the pure THC. The studies have been done yes. before the, these things were put into operations mm-hmm. in these in these states that have approved it. Mm-hmm. So we know the benefits. We know the alternatives. We know the ins and outs at this point. All you have to do is look for that information. Well, well but they put a regulation up, right? Yeah. And the reason that they put a regulation up is to see how we're going to control this when it gets out to the masses, right? But you failed to realize those years where you don't have nobody in that market but just these few key people. Mm-hmm. They're making all, they're having a monopoly yeah. of, of sense until it's available to me and you to open up our shops and mm-hmm. do the, the, the exact same thing that they're doing. They'd have made their money already. And it's also, it's interesting how it's regulated from banking. You know, there's, it's, banking, I don't even, right? how, how, how do you do all this? How does that well, work with you? Well, there's banks that actually specialize in this, in, in right. the e-processing mm-hmm. of, uh, certain goods and certain aspects of, of the cannabis market. So you have to go out to these banks, fill out an application that's like 100 pages long. Mm-hmm. I swear, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 100 pages long. And so after that, you get approved or you get denied as you happen to get approved. And, f- and from there, you got to follow strict guidelines with how to sell this, how to do this, how you can how you can market, how you can advertise. You can't even advertise this on Facebook or Instagram. You cannot say nothing with hemp. You can't say nothing with cannabis. And I'm like, well, but you can go and promote a gummy but yeah. I can't just go and put a, a picture of this bottle and, and 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 boost it yeah can't do it no it's it's very no the, the industry I've seen on the marketing side of you know in my business it's, it's insane you can it's, it's federally illegal so you cannot do anything as far as putting ads advertising dollars behind it well, let me ask you this ask me you keep bringing up uh gummies and I've had a horrible experience I know some people <laughs> I know other people have too um because the problem with gummies or even like chocolates, edibles have been around forever. Right. Is that there's no way to regulate the amount in that one piece. Mm-hmm. You know, they we, we, we heard at the conference that there was maybe one product they're coming out with that where they can figure out um, how exactly how many milligrams you're getting per serving. But what we've seen, I don't know. They had, I, I just, here, it's, it's impossible. Hearsay. Yeah, it's hearsay. It's impossible. Well, but for you, how does it work with yours? Because, I mean, I've had a 10 milligram gummy hit me like a 50 milligrams. You know what I mean? Like, so so how do you control that in this? Well, how do we control it is we have to have strict labs to come in. So every batch has to have a COA. Okay. A COA is a certificate of analysis. It's going to tell you what's all in this batch of, let's say, hemp isolate or or CBD isolate. It's going to tell you exactly what's in there. So you got to do this long mathematical equation to see how many ounces of liquid of the sauce versus of the um, isolate mm-hmm. would equate to a 12 ounce uh, of bottles with increments of 250 milligrams per bottle. Okay. So it's a very long math equation. So hopefully you paid attention in high school because <laughs> I mean it's, it's so long, but yeah. it's, it's like like I finally use this stuff. You know, it's kind of like right. you know, the aha moment. I actually use algebra. Yeah. I actually did this and this and this, and, and I figured it out by myself. I didn't have to hire anybody. Yeah. I figured it out. So after you do that, you send off one bottle per batch back to the COA. 
to make sure it's within the, the, um, those guidelines. So okay. I couldn't just go and say, oh, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, right. It's 350. Yeah, yeah. It just, just put and on shit. Yeah, yeah. You cannot do that. It has to be exactly what you say it is on on, on that bottle. Or else you're in hot water, man. You're yeah. in some big trouble. So what do you think? Like, So I'm eating like, uh, let's say I'm eating like uh, 12, I mean a dozen wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, How much sauce yeah. do I need on it to, to, to be effective? Well, for me... I know I use like a quarter of a bottle each time because yeah. I mean I mean I eat this every day. Okay. Like I eat it every day. I eat I eat my honey. I just had had some of my ranch earlier. Okay. And uh, so I I give myself a, a daily dosage of about fifty to one hundred milligrams a day. Okay. And I notice the difference with me sleeping, with me mm-hmm. being energetic, being uh, being alert. Yeah. So what I would just go by that and say, well, however much that you eat, I catch up. It's however much that you would need. Like okay. it's it's the, it's the exact same thing. Okay. You're not going to have to taste nothing. You're not going to smell anything any different. It's going to taste like a condiment. But with our condiments, they're better than the ones you see on, on the shelf. Heinz ketchup, Hunt's ketchup, whoever at their names are, they've had the same formulation for how many years? Mm-hmm. Since we've been around, we we know Hundreds. how we know how how the ketchup is going to taste every single time. Right. Because it's the same old recipe. Right. right? So here you go with something else with with Louisiana inspired by amateur chef like myself. It's gonna taste light years ahead of them because you have more soul in it, you have more flavor mm-hmm. in it because you want the customer to be like, wow, like this is really good. I, I, I want to eat some more. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. They want to eat more and well, more and more and more. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it's something that. And here's another thing: is like there's always a a wall up. Whenever they see that leaf, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's now attributed to three different type strains, basically. Well, not strains, but three different types of you know markets: THC, mm-hmm. CBD, and just hemp. Mm-hmm. All the same leaf, right? The exact same leaf. All the same, you know, all the the same. And the problem is, is that people see that and immediately are scared of it. Mm-hmm. As a whole, because that's just been what we've been taught for the past fifty years. Yes, six years, however long. It's been. Yeah, it's kind of like you uh, as a kid watching He Man. Yeah, Bellator had all these dark colors. Yeah, and so you go and, and connotate. Well, he's the villain because he has on dark colors. Mm-hmm. Well, who's to say that? It's just a mind game. It's just um, what do they call it here? It's just programming mm-hmm. without you knowing you're being programmed yeah, of to feel a certain way about a certain thing. Of course. So that's how it is with cannabis. The yeah. same exact thing. Like, this plant can't do nothing to you. It cannot harm you. If anything, it's going to put you by to sleep and it's going to make you hungry. Yeah. Uh, other than that, who's it hurting? And that depends on how you take it. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's another point you brought up earlier is alertness and, you know, well-rested plus alertness. A lot of people it will immediately attribute to, I got too stoned. And I just got the munchies. Well, I mean, it just depends. That's just a lot of that's <laughs> excessive, you know, amounts of yeah. THC. Mm-hmm. But if you're regulating it down into a small dosage, mm-hmm. you see the benefits of the anti-inflammatory benefits. You know, yes. The you know, curing like helping with insomnia. You know, yes. helping with you know all these issues. And see, the other issue is is how we consume or how we saw our uncles or our friends when we were kids. How they would go and get cannabis mm-hmm. through a joint, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, a joint. Did you know that you only get between 10 and 30% of the whole plant in, in that joint? The other had like 70, you're burning it off? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like, okay, what am I smoking this for if, I, if I'm only getting a fraction of mm-hmm. the benefits, right? But when you're eating something, it's the polar opposite. Yeah. You get between 75 and 85%. Yeah. 
So just imagine you're having this CBD, a non-smokable, ingestible, yeah. better absorption rate, better everything. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel the effects instantaneously uh, or maybe after your first serving. Mm-hmm. I recommend try it for three days and then just stop, mm-hmm. okay? And, and then tell me the difference out of your day, out of your sleep, out of everything else. Well, this could be something, too. I just think about... The old folks that have the issues, you know, uh, they may have chronic pain. They may be taking all these medications. They may have diabetes, all these things. Right. And you just introduce them to, to something like this and just say, we're cooking with it, you know, um, and just put it in there and try it out. And next thing you know, they're feeling better and moving around better because they've used something and not had to sit there and add another pill to the little Monday through Sunday, you know. Ooh, <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but Grandma, don't get mad at me. So, uh, when my grandmother's upset or just has her way, she could be upset about the stories. Somebody didn't die a certain mm-hmm. way how they're supposed to die. Yeah. So, let me go cook up with you some wings because I know that you're on edge. Yeah. I, I get her some wings. She's in that room sleeping, <laughs> feeling good, yeah. and not, not crying, not... And, and I say crying as in arguing, yeah. being c- confrontational, etc. She's chilling. Yeah. So I know that the CBD is taking its effect on her. And she yeah. never even knows it. Yeah. But it's just those kind of a things that you can do for people who don't know that they're having these problems. Yeah. And you just alleviated one of them yeah. without them even knowing it. And they just happen to get something that tastes damn good. Yeah. And I mean, it's, they're, they're in a, it's another thing. It's like these are things that you can slowly introduce to someone mm-hmm. who may be completely against ingesting something that has that leaf on it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or saying this is a cannabis byproduct. Right. Well, this is just some sauce that has a little bit of it in it. Mm-hmm. And um, why don't you just try it out here first? Right. And if you need to move to something else, then, you know, we can go there. Or the smell yeah. of the weed. Yeah, you don't have the, the, yeah, don't smell. the eyes red. Oh, man, yeah. I'm high, I'm stoned. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's none of that. I mean, so it's all in all, it's a better way of consuming cannabis mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's the best way because you're going to get more bang for your buck. Who wants to buy a hundred thousand dollar house and you only see twenty thousand dollars had a worth of it? Right. Nobody wants. I want to enjoy my whole house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like anybody else would. So this is a better way of consumption. We just have to wrap people's heads around it and introduce it to them. So after they get that one taste, they're going to be like, "Man, this is amazing." Well, tell me how, uh, since we had that one conference together, you've been, um, hell, you've been all over the States, but you've been up to Chicago. Yeah, man. you got some stuff coming up in, down in New Orleans. So what, yes, sir. what's the scene look like for you um, in oh, a man. broad aspect, not just, at, you know, hyper-local? Well, hyper-local is, is pretty much dead, uh, right, you right, know. Right. So I have to go out, outside of here. I have to go to the Chicago's of the world, the New Orleans of the world. Mm-hmm. Sacramento. I was in Atlanta a month ago, so I was in Chicago last weekend for a, a cannabis show. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's beautiful. When I tell you it's beautiful to see a line of people that want your product mm-hmm. because they know it's going to help them. And I mean, it was kind of like an emotional headline moment because it's like, you know, in life everybody wants to know what's their purpose. Well, this is mine, and and I can feel it because I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not at a at a nine to five for thirty years and and miserable. And get a pat on the back. Yeah. You did a good job for thirty years. Yeah. No, I'm actually helping people with their daily life. So seeing that and seeing the cannabis industry outside of here, I have so many shows booked in Chicago that it's crazy. It's like, hey, I come cook for us. Hey, I, I come do a, a pop up shop. Come do mm-hmm. this. Come do that. Come to this grocery store. Come to this grocery store. So it's a beautiful thing, and our business is booming. It's growing day by day. Uh, patient by patient, customer by customer. So 
outside of here, it's like fire ants. Dude, you got to get your hands in it. You got to get your feet in this, bro. You're mm-hmm. going to be good at this, I'm telling you. Because there's so many people who need this out, this, this avenue mm-hmm. to pitch their product. Yeah. It's, it's so many people who want to tell you their story, the benefits of cannabis, how it has helped them, how it, how it has changed their lives. Like, this is the kind of thing that people would like because they don't have this platform. Out there, yeah, because everybody's after it. Oh, well, give me eight thousand dollars, I can do this for you. Well, yeah, no, right, right. It's yeah. going to grow itself yeah. because it's going to help people. Yeah, I mean, it's just sharing like real information, mm-hmm. not trying to dress something up other than what it is. It, which exactly, is the issue and charge you. Yeah, like you know, what's like? the issue with marketing, man? Is, is something has to be dressed up a certain way, tailored fit to this certain platform? Well. With this, you guys are the pioneers in paving the way of how this is going to lay out. Right, right, right. And, you know, getting this real information out, mm. that's the only way this thing has been, has grown to what it has been, is that real information is getting out about the benefits. It, it, it has. And like I told you earlier, I started at that one show in Sacramento mm-hmm. eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, man, and it just, it brought tears to my eyes to see these people who are barely getting up to your table and just saying, Thank you to crying. They're like, man, this stuff is really helping me. And you're like, no way I've yeah. done this. You, you know? But after you say, hey, you are doing this, you are onto something, you got to keep going because this opens up other doors for the next person and the next person and the next person. And that's all that I'm trying to do is just open up doors for other people to get in this business. And it's kind of how I got into the, into the consulting Right, uh, world. So I mean, man, it's just been a great thing, and I know that this is going to be big. It's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. What it actually already is, not to speak of it. Too, I mean, not too much, but I mean, it's really taken off in the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, what about um? Well, tell me this, man. How'd okay. you get? So, how'd, what's your background? How'd you get into barbecuing? Uh, so, cause, okay, I mean, this, so you said you had the sauce you was cooking, so I yeah, mean, man. it tastes great. I've tasted it. Uh, I'm an amateur barbecuer myself, but yeah, you know, probably not to your level at all. But I, I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, how did you get into it? And you know, well, that is that something that was passion that turned into business, and now you're able to implement both. How does that work? I pretty much. So, I'm my stepmom, and she raised me. And God bless the dead. Her name was Rosemary. Mm-hmm. She, she's from Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. As we know, people down south can cook their behinds off. Yeah. She taught me everything there is to know about the kitchen because I was the kid you know I was always under her okay. and she taught me how to do everything from scratch whether that's make uh, boudin mm-hmm. maybe ball rice just all, everything that you can think of she she taught me mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like second nature because I'm like I, I love to cook so in college I would cook at the frat okay. frat house you know everybody like well hey um, I let Pierre cook because he he does a damn good job I'm like Okay, so I didn't know how good that I was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so then I started getting hired to come and grill and hired to come do this. I said, well, this could make me some little money, you know? Yeah. In college, everybody's broke. Everybody's poor. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm bootstrapping it. So I'm cooking over here I for the pikes, and I'm over here doing this right here for yeah. the alphas, you know, things of that nature right there. So it kind of just went from there. So after I moved to Streetport, I think that was 2014-ish, I moved to Streetport. I said, man, I need to make some extra money. So I started back catering because I did that in college. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just grew from there. I got in, invited to a couple steak cook-offs, a couple of rib cook-offs, and I won over 80% of them. Yeah. So I said, yeah, you you can cook, son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not a bragger, so yeah, it's kind of no, like, I mean, it is man, what it is, man. It is what you, it is. You really can cook. So 
And it's kind of how it just kind of unfolded um, for me, man. We've just been cooking and grilling forever, man. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. I'm going to have to invite you out to my family's farm. I'm, dude, bro. I'm down. Anytime. Dude, we're going to do a whole hog. I just did I just did a hog a uh, couple uh, week before last. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm going to get you out there, Holler man. At me. I'm down. A moonshine and good times. I'm good. Man. I'm good. Anytime, okay. anytime like that. That's like my. That's look. If I can retire right now, that's all I can do. I Bro, I mean, it's, it's, it's because what people don't understand is no matter what your walk of life is, we have one thing in common. Yep. We all have to eat. Damn right. So if the food is good, I can give a hell who made it. Yeah. I just I come to eat. But it brings people together, man. Yes. You know, so. That's and, and and that's what we all need to do in America. We need to have a big barbecue. Oh hell yeah, man. Come have a seat. And socialize, fraternize, be amongst each other, eating, breaking bread, yeah. and that bridges all back together. Well, I mean, we have like there's so many different backgrounds across the world that yes. um no, that every single one of them originated cooking on an open fire. Mm-hmm. They, they style, all baby. they they all have their signature way to do so. Mm-hmm. You look at you like how the, the they use the Japanese use hibachi grill. You know, you have these you know. Us here who use like you know wood, you know for charcoal and yes, you know sir. stuff like that. You have all these backgrounds that using fire to cook. I mean, it's all the same. It just there are different ways of doing it, different different I, methods. I think it's more of a of a manly undertaking. Like you know because if you think about life in its basic form, when it first started, yeah. let's say however did they say in the book we came up in caves, blah 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 yeah. blah whatever. Well. When you think about that, the man had to he had to provide his family with mm-hmm. a way of eat, a way of heat, a way of, of protection. And fire can be used in either one of those three aspects. So then you get good at something to where now everybody's daddy. I make those hamburgers again. Yeah. Daddy, I cook those uh, alligator um, hamburgers again. Okay, yeah. cool, baby. Got them. Yeah. So now I'm making somebody happy over something that I can provide as a parent or just as a peer. Mm-hmm. Like So it's just one of those beautiful things like, man, cooking really can change your day oh yeah man like your whole day can be it brings everyone together it's like that that you know that one moment whenever the plates hit the table oh yeah and you look up and you're not eating yet because anyone's cooking they don't eat yet they wait for everybody else to eat if you you know if you're a gentleman and i'm not sure you are i know you are (laughs) you wait and let everybody else eat and then you'll eat after it's done right and it's quiet man and if it's quiet, you know you did something good. right. That's how you know, dude. That's how you know it's good. If if, if it's quiet, at everybody the table, stops talking. Then they eat. That's how you. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. You know, and um, and I pride myself on that. Like, man, I really love to feed people. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when I cook, I, I don't even eat. I don't even want that. Yeah. Like last Thanksgiving, I made a spread, man, of like twenty five different items. Mm-hmm. I went to McDonald's and got the hamburger. <laughs> and that's something like nasty McDonald's, cardboard hamburger, yeah. but I, I was craving that. Yeah. I didn't want nothing that I had made because mm-hmm. that was not for me. It was for my family. Yeah, right. No, I, I feel that. I understand. I do that all the time, man. Or I'll make something and I'll just take a little bit of, right. I'll make this whole spread and I'll just get like just this part of it and eat that and not eat everything I could. Oh, yeah, you know? man. Yeah, man. Um, well, well, so what are you, what's your preference? Uh, smoke wood, what's your preference? I'm a hybrid guy. I like, I like mesquite. Okay. But then I love pecan. But pecan adds a different kind of a smoky flavor to mm-hmm. it because hickory adds its own sweetness to mm-hmm. it. But pecan is more bitter, mm-hmm. but it burns hotter. So you got to be careful with it because you can b- burn your brisket. So you, it's like the increments of uh, 80% oak, 20% mesquite maybe. Or if I'm just feeling good, I might go up to Walmart and give me some apple. Yeah. 
but but I mean I don't have to have apple because the only way that you can do apple is, is soak your wood in apple juice and it's gonna give it that sweetness on the on the bark. Yeah, it's easy stuff, man. Yeah. And you know this already. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm still I've been doing it a few years now, but I you know I enjoy it. I like uh, I like my fruit wood. Oh, yeah, but I still like the old hickory too, and, and blending the two together depending on depending on what you're cooking. Like I more fruit wood for pork, you know, more you know hickory for for beef. You're not an amateur. You're or chicken. You know, <laughs> you cook, bro, because not a lot of people know what goes with what. Right. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I put this hog on this hog. No, don't do that. <laughs> nah, man. No, like you're gonna mess your hog up. So no, I mean, so you know how to cook, son. You know how to I'm cook. Working on it, man. Just keep doing it, yeah. bro. No, that's how you can get it. I did. I, I did. Uh, man, I just did Monday. We did a cookout. Man, I should have hit you up. Anything? I did it for the clients and stuff mm-hmm. at the office. I did uh, four pork butts. Did uh, pork loin and did some of my whiskey chops, man. Whiskey I, chops? Yeah, man. I do some that sounds chops. good, man. I do some whiskey chops, man. So I mix the sauce up. It, it probably ain't as good as yours, but I mix the sauce up and then I put a little um, put a little pecan. What is it? It's pecan peach whiskey in there. Oh, mix it with the sauce. Smoke the chops real quick, like flash smoke them. Not yeah. a flash, like your fire's right here, get them real close to the fire. I may be smoking everything else, but get the chops close to the fire. Uh-huh. Sear them up good. Uh-huh. Glaze them in that sauce, uh-huh. you know. And let them get sticky. Let them get sticky. Oh, and then, yes. right before you eat it, I got my little whiskey in a spray bottle. Uh-huh. Spray it, oh, man. Yeah. Man, that's that's, 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 that's good cooking. Yeah. You love, you want those people to be love, to fall in love with whatever it is that you were making. That's what barbecuing is about. Yeah, man. Like, dude, that, that sounds so good. Now I'm like, man, I need to go back to the lab now. <laughs> you know, I, I need to go and, and, and drum up some other things, man. I'm, I've been working with alligator a lot here lately. See, alligator's interesting. So I smoked my first alligator. Um, me and a good friend of mine, Brian, um, he's been on the podcast. He's one of the first podcasts. Um, we smoked an alligator. Man, oh, shit, it's probably been. It was during COVID yeah. because um, everything was shut down. Uh-huh. We got together, did that, and we ended up making a big, almost like a, we called it a mash. Uh-huh. And Because people were kind of off-put about alligator. You say, hey, I'm going to give you some alligator. They're like, oh, it's fried gator? says, nah, bro, we smoked no. it. And they're going to be like, nah, I don't know about that. So what we did was we covered the whole thing in bacon, bacon mm-hmm. smoked it on Traeger for uh, probably six hours, I believe. The thing about alligator is it's so lean. It's probably the leanest meat I've ever seen. Like when you look at the nutrition facts, literally all it is is protein. Yes. There's no fat in it. It's yes. the only leaner meat on earth, I think, maybe turtle. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so rich in protein, you have to wrap something around it to absorb it. And what we did was uh covered the whole thing in bacon, put uh made like a mash in the belly, like uh we took some rice dressing and mixed that with uh mixed that with I diced up some pears and some apples. Yeah. And put that all inside the belly, mm-hmm. tied it up, smoked it. And if you hadn't done this, try this. Smoked it, got done with it, sit down, laid it on the table, and pulled every piece of that meat off. Yes, and some of it I tried, and I was like, okay, if this is a little too gamey, you won't use this part of it. Yeah. Like the rib area was kind of a little gamey. But that whole back strap, and then that everybody eats gator tail. They're talking about gator tail. Gator tail ain't that great, man. That back strap, and then the cheeks was the best part, in my opinion. The cheek, they had that. It's like it was almost like a damn chicken breast. Well, here's your thing with the tail. You know, yeah. it's, it's not that flavorful. It's kind of like you're making a. Um, Boston butt or just making uh, a beef shoulder. You yeah. know, you're gonna have to get it shredded like yourself. Yeah. At your at your at your own little signature sauce to it mm-hmm. and make you some sliders out of yeah. it. Because just having it on its own, you're right. Yeah. It's very gamey. Mm-hmm. Um 
but man, that 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 sounds delicious. Actually, we smoked it, man. I don't know how you've been. How you, what you been doing, Gator, lately? So, but I do I do the exact same thing that you said, but I don't. I do not put nothing on in his belly. I've never tried stuffed him yet. Try it, bro. I should. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, baby slaughterhouse. I need a gator um, right now. So and these yeah. people abroad probably like, what the hell are they talking about? They cooking alligator down here? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I mean, but it's 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 it's, it's our culture here. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we love eating and we love eating what we have in abundance of. Right. We have alligators everywhere. Yeah. You know. So I mean, um, but I just pretty much I put them on a the pit. I smoke the hell out of them. And I glaze them down for about six to eight hours. Yeah. But I know that I I, I cannot have it on, on the hot end. I put it on the slow end. Yeah. So I don't overdry it and do stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I just uh, invite some fellas over and we just gonna pick them apart, baby. Well, so are you uh, more of a your pellet grit? If you you kind of move to the pellet, or are you still wood? Don't say pellet. Please. See, okay, I hadn't I hadn't touched pellet. We did that. Did the gator on a on a Traeger because um, yeah. we were doing a lot of stuff that day. Um, and it was kind of low maintenance. Yeah. Um, but I'm a wood fire guy, man. And yeah, even, man. even I'll, I'll start with a little bit of charcoal, you know, just to get it going, and then I'm wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I just. Um, I'm not saying, guys, and girls, that pellets are bad. No. It's just my preference is right. old school. I have my axe. I'm going outside. I'm building this fire, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make magic happen. Yeah. Because on a pellet grill, I can go deer hunting. Right, I put someone. I say, ah, okay, I know. In six hours, it'll be done. Yeah. It's no fun in that. No, man, it's not like me staying up to three o'clock yes. Tuesday morning putting there damn wood on. Every fire <laughs> has its own character, man. Every fire has its own character yeah. because some fires burn hot, mm-hmm. others burn too slow, mm-hmm. and then if it's raining outside or cold out, you gotta adjust. So it's just you getting to know that fire. Like yeah. it's again, it's a simple, basic principles in life: fire protection, food. Yep. That's all. That's all it is, bro. I love it, man. Yeah, man. It's just exciting to uh, be able to talk about that because that's the origination of what you have now. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, man. And it, yes. And it, and it lines with what I love, man. So it's it's awesome. And in a nutshell, it's like this whole, you know, this whole old school barbecue mentality mixed with this amazing, you know, product. And you know, not only that, but the what's in it that's helping people, which is awesome to me. Well, I mean, it, it was kind of one of them things that when you when you capture. You know the old saying, "Capture lightning in a bottle." Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, to me, this is my lightning in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like, and and I know that in in ten years, I know I'll be to help a hundred thousand people easy, or a million more, because I know the bottles that I'm moving, the volume that I'm moving, because nobody will come back to something that's nasty. No. This is actually good. Yeah. So they keep coming back. Well, that's, coming that's like back, all that bullshit. Like, it's all that bullshit. Like, I, I mean, I try to be super healthy. You know, I do a lot of barbecue, but at the same time, I'm like more of a high-protein, low-carb guy. Mm. But you have all that shit, you know, all those healthy protein bars and all this protein powder and these chips, the gluten-free and all. Man, it all tastes like shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it does. And, and guess what? It's not natural. Mm-mm. Like, it's no. like... They go into their lab. We're gonna mix this mm-hmm. compound with this compound. We're gonna put this out. We're gonna get this to you. Mm-hmm. And say, oh, this is healthy protein. Well, the best healthiest protein, as we all know, is natural protein. Yeah. That's gonna be plants, and meat, mm-hmm. hardly any fat, straight to the point. Yeah. And, and your body can really go and, and break it down a hell of a lot faster than this in the lab made stuff. You know, mm-hmm. because again, ingestion rates. Yeah. You're probably not gonna ingest that protein bar the same way that you would do an all beef burger. Yeah. 
you know, it's simple. But I like the unwich though. Yeah, have you had the unwich before? No. It's like a hamburger without the bread. Just it's it's wrapped in lettuce and tomatoes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah. if you were if you are on a diet or you doing yeah, the I, keto I do, thing, I do that stuff all the time. Yeah, Dude, just I love it. On lettuce bed, wrap it lettuce. Oh. Yeah, yeah, man. And then, I, and then you dip it in this, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we gotta get this on. We gotta get this on hot ones, bro. Hot ones? You don't know about hot ones, oh. bro? You gotta look it up on YouTube. So, hot ones is this uh, YouTube channel, and they have all these celebrities that go on there and they try different Kelvin um, versions of hot sauce until they get okay. to the hottest one, okay. and they try to like like just have conversation the whole time trying to you know eat these hot wings. Yeah, yeah. we gotta get this shit on there. One well, day. my hot um, the hot sauce is more of a less of. Um, Imagine a spicier buffalo sauce. Yeah. Because, see, here's the thing with that. I have to uh, appeal to the broadest audience, no, right? Course, yeah. So if I'm too hot or I'm not hot enough, right. I'm not going to... Well, that's what I'm saying. They have different levels. They start, uh, with, they start with the lighter level, okay. and then they move up to the really, really hot ones. It's just yeah. ridiculous. You know what I mean? But um, so what? So what's your most popular product across the board right now? Out of the hot sauce and the Nola Nights or New Orleans Nights... Spicy barbecue sauce. Okay. Like this one right here, this was the first one I ever made. Yeah. And by far, this is the winner, if you ask me. Okay. The hot sauce is right there, man. It's yeah. neck and neck with these, man. Because a lot of people just eat. I never knew that this many people ate hot sauce. I, I really didn't. Yeah. I got this guy, he emails me every other week. He puts hot sauce on his potato chips, on his popcorn. He's on everything. And I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? He's like, he's 12 bottles each rip. He's ordering cases by the case. He. Yeah. He's a hot sauce fanatic, man. I said, dude, you're going to piss out hot sauce. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but those are, 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 are my two popular ones. But also, I can't really be biased, man, because I, I love them all, yeah. you know, because on the Bayou Glaze is more of the sweetness on the fruit side of things mm-hmm. versus on the processed sugar side of things. Yeah. So it just depends on where you want to be at health-wise. If you like sugar, you don't mind, you had a great, great freaking hell of a workout and I can eat a little bit more sugar today. Go with Nolan Nights, but if not, if you're trying to be health conscious, go with the Bayou Glaze. Yeah, it's not as much sugar, and there's more fruit in there. There's more fruit puree in this one. Okay, the other one is all sugar, just straight up brown cane sugar. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> look, hey man, look, we all have to die, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a die fool, baby. Like hey, my dad always said, he gonna die with a good taste in my mouth. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I work out, I do whatever, but I'm gonna die with a good taste in my mouth. Oh yeah, man. Dude, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. No man, I think it's a great. I think it's a great deal, man. I think that it's awesome that you're doing this. I think that it's something that's super niche market, and that you've already done all the homework. You know what you know what it takes to create right. this, the chemistry of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this hot sauce. I mean, the sodium is low. Everything's low in it. There's, you know, it's crazy. I mean, that's that's the you know big kicker about hot sauce is it's mainly mostly salt a lot of the time. You know? Yeah, it's it, well, but see, this one right here is mainly like vinegar base yeah. uh, with a lot. Of, of garlic in there yeah. because as you know garlic equates to taste uh, better than salt does yeah. like it, it just hit the palate so different mm-hmm. but it's not as like oh man it's so salty so like as you say for instance if you want to have you a wing night just uh, try garlic and lemon okay. on your wings only and you're going to swear that you put some uh, salt on there you, you're going to swear like man I know I, I seasoned these no you didn't yeah. you just use lemon and garlic the most amazing wings I've ever had was made with lemon and garlic only. Really? 
yeah, thanks to my wife, because I never I said, who would do that? She said, I said, man, these are pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that's how I got on that right there, man. I'm like, man, yeah, so just try that, bro. You got to try it, because salt is not good for us at all, as we all know. Yeah. Neither is processed sugar, neither is caffeine, neither is everything. I mean, yeah, everything's bad, bad for us, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah coming out Everything's ground. bad for us, Except bro. cannabis. Right, <laughs> right. That's the only thing you put water on. Consume it, baby. Yeah. Well, look, man. Um, no, I think it's great. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to meet you, man. Any any final thoughts? Any you know, uh, for people who may just it don't even matter if it's straight up in this industry abroad. Just any advice you have? Yes, um, advice throughout life. Be humble. Prepare for the unexpected, and love everybody. That's my advice for life. But I also would like to say, thank God for the veterans of this great country that we live in. We might not agree on everything, but guess what? We love each other. Yeah. And we're going to be here until the wheels fall off. Yeah. So I would like to say to all the veterans, we love you. I love you. I've served with a lot of you. Keep your heads up. And if you're in a dark spot, reach out for help. You know, uh, there is a hotline for people who need help uh, at the VA. Just Google it. And if you need anything from Pierre or Euphoria Eats, I can be reached at pdavis at euphoriaeatsco.com. Or if you need to order anything, it's going to be www.euphoriaeatsco.com. And, um, man, I'm just excited about everything. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the next show. I'm excited about getting your behind up there. I'm yeah. excited about getting you into the cannabis business. Hell yeah, dude. Bro, it's going to be beautiful. I'm excited to come eat some of y'all's barbecue, too. Yes, yes. Come. <laughs> Guys, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. If you have any questions, hit me up. I'm just an everyday guy. I'm, I'm, on, I, I'm just trying to make it, baby. Hell yeah, I'm, on, I'm working on I'm gonna mix this in with the next the batch of stuff I do for people, man. I'm, I'm you know, I wait till they get to feeling good, like man, I feel real chill today. I'm like, yeah, it's because we put this and in. Three of yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and these three are yours, man. Yeah, yeah bro, this appreciate is, it. That's for you and, and the show. But the main thing is, uh, if anybody is thinking about getting into the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. reach out to me. I have a consulting firm as well because, again, I can walk you straight to the front door because yeah. I, I had to do it the hard way. There's a lot of red tape. Oh, There's a lot so of red tape. Red tape. Yeah. So just hit me up uh, and we can get some business going and oh. we can get your stuff where my stuff is at. Seamless, endless, endless, and it's great possibilities. Great benefits, y'all. Come on in. Yeah, yeah, bro. Well, thanks so much for being on the hey, podcast, man. man. I appreciate it. Ooh, yeah, I hope yeah, I didn't that. We made it. We made and, it. And uh, I love the podcast. I'll be back whenever I'm invited. All right, man. Everyone, please subscribe. Oh, yeah.